listening to a special interview edition of Sci-Fi TV Rewatch. My name's Dave, and I'm pleased to bring you an interview I originally conducted for Den of Geek. I had the opportunity just before Christmas to talk to Christian Kane, who plays Jake Stone on TNT's The Librarian. So sit back, have a listen, and I hope you enjoy my chat with Christian Kane. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Christian Kane, for joining us today on Sci-Fi Fidelity. Uh, happy Friday. Well, thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me. All right. So season four of The Librarians returns to TNT on Wednesday, December 13th. And I understand you're planning to get together with the cast and Dean Devlin to watch the premiere and throw down a little bit on social media. I, I would imagine that's a lot of fun. It's, it's, it's a blast because we haven't seen each other in a couple of months now. We've all gone off and done some other projects and stuff. So this is a fun time of the year for us. We all get to, we'll go to Dean's, uh, we'll go to Dean's place and sit there and, uh, you know, have a little bit of wine, maybe a couple of beers and just get to sort of see the fruits of our labor. You know, none of us have seen all, any of them cut together yet. And the, the great thing about our show and other shows like our show that are a sci-fi genre is that we're always acting to something that's not there. You know, we haven't seen the monsters yet. We haven't seen the magic or the force the forces and so once we, we get to see what we did but we also get to see all the cgi that's put in and what we were actually scared of in the first place so it's a fun time for us man we all sit around and high five and give each other kisses and uh and it's always great around this time of the year because you know christmas is coming up and so it's kind of a christmas gift to to, to everyone out in the in the world and then also it's a gift to us now are you able to get together for any other episodes during the season or just the premiere I mean, sometimes we'll get together. I remember uh, one year Lindy threw a little party over at her house, and we all came over and uh, and had a couple of cocktails and uh, and just had fun watching it. But you know, once once it gets close to the Christmas season, a lot of people end up going home or going to family. You know, so so it's it's even better because then I get to go home to my family and get to watch episodes with my family. So that's kind of fun as well. Yeah. Now, who are you going to enjoy teasing the most when you guys are together? <laughs> Uh, well, unfortunately, John Kim is usually the brunt of every joke, but uh, he is actually in Australia right now visiting his family for the holidays. So, um, you know, it's always fun. It's always fun to hear Larry Katz comments. You know, five-time Emmy winner. There's nothing about comedy you can't tell this guy. Literally going to work every day with him is like a cup of coffee. And, just, you know, you take notes when it comes to, to comedic acting because the guy's done so much of it. So it's fun if Larroquette shows up just to see his sort of dry humor and comments he makes throughout the show. That's a lot of fun. Okay. Now, now what can we expect from Jake Stone in season four that maybe we haven't seen before? Um, you know... They're, they're dealing with a uh, they're dealing with a whole nother monster this year. I can't get into it too much or give it away, but you know, there's a lot of inner demons that they're going to be uh, that they're going to be fighting this year. And and saying that, I said that to say this: the fighting. I get to fight a lot more this year, which is you know, which is what I grew up on. You know, growing up on Angel and growing up on Leverage. You know, I did all the fighting. I did all my own stunts, and I do them here. But you know, for a while, you know, Rebecca took that took that. Um, that page because, you know, she was the special ops person and, you know, she was the one that was the fighter. But over the past couple of seasons, if you've watched the show, you've noticed that I learned to fight from the Monkey King and all this other stuff. So there's a lot more fighting for me this year, and I absolutely love it because I look at it as a dance, and I'm a huge Steve McQueen fan. And, uh, you know, that's my specialty is, is fighting on camera. So um, I'm excited about that. And if people, if you are an Elliot Spencer fan from Leverage or even an Angel fan, um, you're going to enjoy this this character a lot more this year 
cratered up Jacob Stone just because he gets to throw hands a lot more. Well, I, I do another podcast, and we do cover each episode of The Librarians, and as soon as we were finished with season three, I can't tell you how many people asked us to start covering Leverage, which <laughs> which isn't exactly in the sci-fi genre, but yeah, we, we gave them a little bit. Um, now, one of the things that I've noticed is that, you know, Jenkins mans the home front, Eve makes sure the ops run smoothly. I always get the sense that Jake's in charge of the three librarians. I mean, does he see it that way? Or how does he see their working arrangement? I think that I think that you I think you might be onto something there. I really think that when they're in the field, especially if Baird's not there, he kinda does take a little bit of the control only because I think Jake has a cooler, calmer head than everybody else. You know, uh Ezekiel Jones, played by the great John Kim, just runs in head first. And Cassandra is usually figuring stuff out as things are happening. And I think Jake is just, you know, he, he kind of takes Baird's role uh, in the field when, it, when, when Baird is not there of being someone to look to if there's a problem. You know, we all three are solving problems and, and trying to figure out how to get out of it. But I do like the fact that you brought that up. I can see that. Yeah, I think that just because maybe maybe just because Jake is more of a fighter than any of them, they they sort of look to him to be the wall that they can maybe hide behind to because they you know they they figure out problems uh, just as much as I do so it is a team effort but I can see where you would uh, where you would think that and I appreciate you thinking that because that's kind of how I feel when I'm out there well and I think he, his character is so complex because aside from the physicality he's also got such a high IQ he's so well read he's a historian I mean there's just so many facets to his character that not that the others are one dimensional but compared to him yeah, right. absolutely no I, I i can see exactly what you're talking about i, I do agree with you on that 100 percent. all right now season four's big bad or at least one of them is monsignor vega played by john noble who a lot of us know from fringe and he seems to be right up at least what we know about him so far right up jake's wheelhouse uh mm-hmm. any hints about how he sees this vatican bishop who's apparently involved with some mysterious secret order yeah yeah and i tell you what man he uh he came in uh he's right off the bat too we 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 see his character in the uh in the uh in the premiere on on wednesday and he is just man it was it was so much fun to sit there and 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 work with him man just his voice his demeanor we've had a lot of great guest stars on the show and this year we have a lot more great, great guest stars, man. And, uh, you know, my, my dear friend Richard Kind is coming back, who I worked with on Leverage and, and another movie and all that stuff. So, I mean, the, star, the, the cast is star-studded, but, they, but, the, um, but, but his, his role in particular is just so – I mean, when I was working with him and you listen to his voice and his mannerisms, and it's, it's very cringing, man. It's, uh, it's uncomfortable. And uh, thank God he's right in off the bat, man, to where, to where we get that kind of, uh, that kind of feel that we're going to have this year. You know, in saying all that to say this, I, I, Dean Devlin set us all down before we started this. And usually we'll try to hit a different person. We'll try to hit a different country. We'll try to hit a different, you know, area or, 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 or maybe even a genre that, that we can bring to the show to appreciate the show. And this year, Dean just laid back and goes, man, this is not for anything. He goes, this season is strictly for the fans. 
And we were like, what do you mean? He's like, we're, we're doing this one for the fans. We're giving the fans everything that they want. He, he listens to social media and reads up on social media. And that's what was so fun about it this year. We weren't trying to, we weren't trying to fit ourselves into any sort of box, man. We just got to run free. And I tell you, when you've got Noah Wiley writing, Noah Wiley directing, Jonathan Frakes, you know, who I've worked with for over 10 years now as a director, he's directing. His, his take on comedy is amazing. I honestly think this is the best season we've done so far. Oh, and that's high praise because the first three have been so great. Um, well, thank you, man. All right, so what's the deal with the red axe? Is it more than just an axe, <laughs> and is it going to make an appearance in season four? I think there's one in there somewhere because I had to put it in. You know, the funny thing about that was is that axe was never meant to be anything. I had an axe, and I threw it at a, at a giant wolf and killed him and got it off the thing, and I spun it like an old Elliot Spencer would do. I got in trouble for that because they didn't want me to do Elliot Spencer-esque stuff. But, um, it, you know, what's funny is that then in the promos, when we started shooting photos for the promos, they brought that axe out. And I'm like, why are you giving me the, I only had it in one episode. But because all the promos had the axes, then we started putting axes back in. So is, if, if there's ever a weapon of choice in me, everyone else grabs a sword, you'll see me. I'll always grab an axe. I'll grab a tomahawk. Um, there is an axe this year. I kind of see them as, uh, I kind of see them as Easter eggs, if you will. So it's, it's, uh, you'll have to, you'll have to see where it's at, but it's a, it's a lot of fun, man. I mean, not a lot of people carry around an axe. I know that cat from, from, um, the Walking Dead has a baseball bat now. There's not a lot of people on TV that carry an axe, and so I kind of like that about Jake Stone. Yeah, and uh, unless it's made out of balsa wood, that, that's got to be difficult to handle. <laughs> it is, but, you know, that's kind of my thing is spinning stuff. So I've been doing it for years. Did it on Angel, did it on – I don't know why I do it. If I have something in my hand, I just spin it. And, uh, and so uh, it's actually better if it has a little bit of weight to it. That way it distributes the uh, – it, it, it could spin a little bit better. Yeah. It's heavy. People get scared on the set. I've dropped a couple of them, and people freak out, especially Lindy. But she's all right. She didn't lose any toes. <laughs> all right. Well, now that he's comfortable putting his own name on scholarly articles, might Jake want to step out on his own from time to time? Or does he just find the allure of being part of a team too compelling? Uh, you know, and that's, that's so, it's funny that you bring that up because that's what we're going to end up struggling with, uh, this year. That's, that's, that's sort of, uh, uh, one of the, um, one of the, one of the monsters that we run up to is that, you know, do we want to do this, man? Is this, is this what we want to spend the rest of our life doing? Because it's a commitment. Uh, you commit to the library and, um, and so that's, that's, that's a lot of stuff. I'm glad you brought that up because that's a lot of stuff that he, that's his battle this year is does does he want to continue to do this or does he want to go out and make a difference some other way in the world through through scholarly um adventures but um you know and this is what we're going to have to deal with and this is what has gotten brought up and that's why i think it's so fun about this thing is that there are many different monsters there are many different forces but i think the greatest one this year lies within us all right all right now the caniac contingent wants to know any any romantic entanglements for Jake Stone? <laughs> yeah, no, man. It's sort of uh, I've fallen back into the. I hate to bring this guy up all the time, but the Elliot Spencer thing as well. That's how they write for me, man. That's just how they write for me. For some reason, John Rogers and Dean Devlin they want to keep me. Uh, they want to keep me single. So there is a romantic uh, interlude this year. There is a whole episode about romance with Jake Stone and what he has to deal with. And that's another thing is that, you know, does he, does he want love in his life? Because he can't have it if he's going to continue to date the library, if you will. 
And so, uh, you know, he's got a, he's got a big, big, big episode where he is uh, conflicted about this. And, uh, and there was a very beautiful girl that came in and played the role. And that was one of our funnest episodes, to be honest with you, because it all, it all takes place at a summer camp. Uh, and so, uh, we got to be out in the wilderness for like a week straight shooting, Dean Devlin directed, uh, and, uh, and it's, it's a very fun episode, but, uh, you know, listen, as John Rogers used to say, Jake Stone's weekends are full. He just deals with the library during the week, but there, there might be a kiss or two this year. So, uh, so hopefully, uh, hopefully the Caniacs will, uh, will either enjoy that or hate that. I'm not sure which one they want. Uh, uh, good point. All right. Well, I'm, I'm sure most fans of the librarians are aware of your music career. You know, how, how's that going and got another album in the works, a tour, uh, writing some music right now, <clears throat> not going on tour. I'm, uh, I'm actually taking off in a, in a week here to go out to go with my, uh, my best friend in the world, Clay Crawford, who plays Martin Riggs on lethal weapon. Uh, he's got a big charity event in Alabama. So I'm going to go down there and play about 30, 45 minutes worth of music for him. He invited me to, or he asked me to come out and do it. So I'm going to be playing a little bit over Christmas right there with him, uh, and then go home for Christmas. But you know, we, we, I play, I, I do a little playing and singing this year. I do. It's uh it's not what people think. It's not going to be the whole, you know, it's kind of a comedy thing, but, uh, but I do, I pick up the guitar and I sing a couple of notes on the librarians this year. And, uh, that was such a fun, fun episode that Noah Wiley wrote and Jonathan Frakes directed. And, uh, you know, I get to dress up as a cowboy and, and, and don a guitar again. So, uh, that's going to be a fun episode. I think, I think it could be a fan favorite because of the writing by Noah, the, directing by frakes obviously a comedic comedic fantastic comedic director and then just the we let it all loose man it's literally like you know it's uh it's spaghetti westerns meets you know charlie chaplin it's just it's just gonna be beautiful now was that something you lobbied for at any point you know having jake sing she was going to stay away from it just because you know it's a lot of times people don't do it right obviously we did it really well on leverage and uh i always you know i don't i don't want to make a mockery out of it but then dean sat me down and told me the concept and noah had written it in and me and noah kind of played around with the song and what to say and all that kind of stuff and so it became this uh it became this little uh this little project that we had on the side and, uh, you know, normally if it doesn't fit the role, I don't like to sing. I don't like to sing for the sake of singing. As a matter of fact, I remember last season there was an episode where I was supposed to sing the whole time. But I talked to the writers and, uh, and the director and I said, you know, listen, I just don't feel it does anything for this character. And, it, and, it, and it's kind of making fun of the fact that I do love to sing. And this one was making fun of the fact that he's singing, not the fact that he's a singer. I don't know how to explain it really, but it is funny and it's comedic and it's sort of making fun of everything, but it was in such a great light that uh, Dean approached me with it. And I said, yeah, man, if you, I, I would love to. Okay. All right. Uh, you've got a couple movies. Uh, Christmas in the heartland has been really well received. How, how was that experience? Well, that was a quick, uh, that was a quick experience, man. It was a fun little movie that we did and I got to film it in Oklahoma which is where I'm from. And so, you know, I've never gotten to, uh, well, I have filmed something in Oklahoma, but it never really was there for a film. And, um, and so that was a lot of fun. You know, it's not, it's not often that a, that a guy like me gets to have, you know, get to work with the, I, I, I had two moms in the movie. If you've seen it, you know, one of them is, uh, 
is Bo Derek and the other is Shelly Long. And to, to have those, to be able to say that I've worked with those two people, uh, is just, is just a, is a dream come true. And, um, you know, I did a little, I did a little song with Joe Don Rooney from Rascal Flats. Joe Don, uh, was out here in LA recording and said, Hey man, just come by and sing a verse. And I was like, all right, man, no problem. So got to work with Joe Don. Hadn't seen Joe Don in a couple of years. And so we all got to work together. And then his wife, the, uh, beautiful, beautiful Tiffany Fallon was my fiance in the movie. So it's really strange because his wife is playing my fiance. He's playing, well, I can't give too much of the movie away, but it's just, you know, it's a weird scenario, but we had a fun, man. We were in Oklahoma. It was over the winter. It was chilly. It felt like Christmas time. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of wine that, that 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 went around during that shoot. We just we just had a blast in each other's company, so that's fun. All right, and what about Junkie, which looks like it's not due out until late in 2018? Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Junkie, man. I wish I could tell you more about Junkie. I have no idea what's going on. That was filmed a couple of years ago, I think, and I'm just I'm just not sure where it's at or what uh, what they're doing with it. So I can't really speak on that. I apologize. Okay. Now, do I understand correctly that you were a Cowboys fan and now root for the Packers? I mean, how does that even happen? Well, that happens because I'm a huge Brett Favre fan. And I was a Brett Favre fan since Brett Favre hit the scenes. A tough quarterback. That's how I grew up playing football. Just, you know, there was no helmet-to-helmet rule. We used to have to run laps if you didn't hit someone with your helmet when I played. So, you know, he was just a tough, tough quarterback. And then Aaron Rodgers just seemed to fit that bill. And I remember Aaron Rodgers at Cal beating USC, and I can't stand USC. And I remember being a fan of his from there. And then he took over the role. And just the Green Bay is just t- – I just, I just really like Green Bay, man. And, and – um you know, something happened a little earlier in life where one of my songs helped somebody get through some stuff. And one of my fans, who's a, who's a Kaniac, is also a Brett Farr fan. And Brett, because of what went on, and just music-wise, just my music helped some people. And then, uh, and so he ended up signing a Brett Farr f- football helmet. I mean, Brett doesn't sign. So I have that, man, and that's one of my prized possessions. And i got to be honest with you, I love the Cowboys, but I just didn't like Romo at the helm. I love Tony Romo. I think he's an unbelievable commentator now, and he's just such a great guy in general. But I didn't like him at the helm. I just didn't think that the the Cowboys were doing what they could have done. So I'm still a Cowboys fan. It was just a little bit easier to lean towards the Packers, and I love the Packers. All right. All right, last question. What last show that you've been – from the Cowboys to the Redskins, man, or the Philadelphia Eagles. I just went to Green Bay. <laughs> or New England. Well, no, no, exactly. Okay. All right, last show that you binge-watched. Binge-watched. Last show I binge-watched was last season. I haven't seen the new season. Last show I binge-watched was Stranger Things. Uh, it took me a second to get into it. And then once I did, I really, really enjoyed the acting. I really enjoyed the story. Sean Levy produced that, and Sean Levy directed me and Just Married. He directed a couple of the Stranger Things. and uh, So I, I've known Sean for a long, long time. Really loved the story. Just got back from Australia. Uh, where I was hanging out with Millie Bobby Brown for two weeks. We took a selfie together, and, you know, she's such a sweetheart, and she's going to be an unbelievable – she already is an unbelievable actress, but she's going to have such a great career. So I'd have to say Stranger Things. All right, cool. All right, well, I want to thank you, Christian, for meeting with us today on Sci-Fi Fidelity. Appreciate your time. Good luck with Season 4 and beyond. And for you guys out there, remember Season 4 of The Librarians is going to air Wednesdays on TNT beginning December 13th. Thank you so much, Christian. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Anytime you need me, you let me know. It's been a pleasure, man.